We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, I think the big thing is, you know, we fouled too much. You know, I thought, you know, offensively, I thought we were very unselfish. We made good plays. We got good looks. Uh, the rebounding was good, but our fouls, they hurt us. You know, we, hey, look, Embiid's a great player. Harden's a great player. Uh, but, if, you know, if you're not disciplined and, you, and you're putting, you know, those, that's going to hurt you, and it did. Yeah, just you can't reach against them. They're both very good. They extend their arms. You know, uh, Harden has all the tricks. Uh, he's good at it. Uh, you know, he, and if you if you fall into it, you know, you can't foul or appear to foul. You know, you have to be disciplined. It's not easy, um, but we're capable of doing a lot better than we did. What's wrong with Brunson? Like he was I know he's, he's getting looked at now. Yeah. I'm not sure. A.E. Kennedy, guys play zone in high school and college. I don't get why it gives NBA players fits. I think we need more shooters, preferably one six six or taller. I again, nice. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I'd love a, a, another shooter. Um, the the thing that got them this winning streak was going to this rotation. I mean, look, when Obi comes back, he's a better shooter than either Hartenstein or. Sims, um, you hope Deuce McBride's shot improves. And if it doesn't, and they decide maybe let's see that I, I don't think Cam's ever going to play another. Oh no, hold on. What is happening? You good? Oh my gosh. Can you talk? What's Andrew, we're, we're, we're live here. I know wanna, we're live. Okay, I just got fooled by the internet. I just got fooled by the internet. Okay, what just happened? Sorry. Is it a Carlos Correa bit? Yes. Okay, great. Moving on to actual I apologize, everybody. I apologize. Right. I just um, got pulled by somebody that the Dodgers signed Correa. And Merry Christmas to me for getting fooled by the internet. Um, I don't. I think Cam Reddish is a candidate. If you did want to, I just don't think the Knicks are ever going to play Cam Reddish again. That legitimately gave me a heart attack. I'm sorry That's for okay. getting so distracted. That's all right. Uh, I'm, yeah. to, I'm going on. Do not disturb for okay. the rest of Good. my life. Good. Maybe. Go ahead, um, Jeremy. Yes, I would agree that if the Knicks had an opportunity to keep Cam Reddish to reinsert him back into the lineup when Obi went down, they did mm-hmm. neither of those things. His career here seems to be over. He'll look. They'll look for a new team to move him before the deadline. Um, in terms of AE, what you're talking about to me, that's it'd be great to find that via trade. It's harder to do. I think that what you're looking for is for the draft. And I, there are some great prospects this year, players who fit that description perfectly. We have our own Chris Persianen, who I'm sure <laughs> we'll be talking about many fantastic prospects and maybe ones that they should stay away from. But I just don't think you're necessarily going to find that, that archetype this year, especially with cameras not playing. Simple as that. One more from me. I went and found it. The Bulls loss makes this worse. The Garden needs to be the home of the hard foul if we want guys to stop loving loving playing at MSG. Can we get a call? I mean... We saw it with Siakam. That, got, yeah, like... Crazy amount of whistles. If and, the but, whole point is like hard foul them so that way they... If they're going to get calls, make them like, here, that's a foul. Fine. I right. just, it's two shots. Like it's going to be two shots either way. Yeah. You know? Blood in the garden type. Uh, 
Donovan Mitchell talked about this when the Raptors beat the Cavs. Where he's like, yeah, the, they use their length and they they just foul so much that the refs only call what they see it because they're so accustomed to using their length to play physically. And it's just, he said, it's just tough. It's tough to do it, to play mm-hmm. against. So it'd be nice if the Knicks could employ that, but that's also not, not necessarily their style. It doesn't have to be. All they really have to do is just... I mean, Hopefully they get more whistles and more calls. It's it's part of it. It'd be yeah. nice if RJ got the call that a lot of these other players got. But he good lord, we're on year four, and I keep seeing tweets about like, oh, when RJ gets the star whistle, I'm like, how? Like, when is it coming? Because yeah, it's not gonna happen. Uh, what? I, I'd love for it to, to happen. I just don't know when that's gonna be. No, I agree. Uh, hush you with one more. Talking about Randall, his first half and second half were so different. Anyways, this team needs another score if they're serious on staying top six. Still lots of flaws. Yeah, they need a bench score. They need someone that could create for themselves. Maybe you upgrade the deuce spot in the rotation with a guy that isn't a significant drop-off defensively, but is a significant upgrade offensively. Um, and I'm sure those types of names will come up over the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, forgotten NYC bench. Oh, oh, this is we did something right? we did already. Um, Robert Cross, when RJ gets the benefit. Oh, good timing. <laughs> Great. When RJ gets the benefit of the whistle, he does not. He's going to be real tough. Mm, wow. Could not have planned that any better. I swear I did not. That was amazing. <laughs> Perfect timing. <laughs> 10 out of 10. No notes. Yeah. Robert, oh my gosh. That'd be great. Robert, I love you. That was, that was, <laughs> I couldn't have planned that better. Oh man. Dan Hidalgo. Thank you for the contribution, Dan. Merry Christmas, boys, and all the KFS family. Merry Christmas to you, too. If you're not on Patreon, what are you doing? Love the hat. Hey, congratulations. Thank you, Dan, for being a, a Ewing tier patron. I'm glad that you love the hat. Um, thank you for sharing in the 80% misery, 20% joy that the Knicks bring all of us. I wonder if that 20% is too high, to be completely honest. But thank you, Dan. Love the co- love the comment. Love the contribution. Robert Cross again. I woke up and turned on a Christmas story at the onset of Christmas Day. Magical film. Great story beats. <laughs> Hashtag 53. <laughs> What's your favorite Christmas movie? It's a great question. Are we calling Die Hard a Christmas movie? That's mine. Okay. Well, there <laughs> That's you go. Mine. It's an easy one. Yeah. I mean, again, as as we've talked about, it's, Die Hard's not even my favorite Die Hard. But I know you like Die Hard uh, three. Died with a vengeance. Yeah, it's a phenomenal film. Just I love it. Yes, but I'm gonna go with a Die Hard. But I feel like a Christmas Story. You know, I, I do enjoy it. Um, it is fun. It's a Wonderful Life. Is an oldie but a great one. I'm trying to think, what Elf? else? Do you Elf. go Elf? Elf's a great one. I do love it. It's not. It's one of my top Christmas films. It's just not one of my top Will Ferrell films because mm. I think he has ones that are better than that. But yeah, I'll stick with Die Hard. Okay. Yeah, I I did the double feature Elf when mm. I was at at fiance's family house last night, and then quickly watched. I fell asleep Die Hard last night. I should say. Um, but I just Christmas in L.A. What could be better? Uh. The chat has thrown Home Alone and Home Alone 2. Probably should have been one of the names out of our mouth. Um, I, I did rewatch Home Alone recently. It's good. It's mm-hmm. very good. Don't get me wrong, but it just doesn't compare in my mind. Home Alone 2 is not, it's not great. It's, it's fine. beat for beat the first movie, which I mean, the first yes. movie is really good. So it like, is fine, but it is beat for beat the first movie. Um, Muppet Christmas Carol is another one I have to throw out there. That was my favorite growing up, and I haven't watched it in a while, but I it's one of the ones I'll always remember growing up. Thank you, Robert, for sparking this conversation out of nowhere in the chat and in the comments later. Throw your favorite Christmas movie, uh, if you could. Dan Hidalgo again, New Year's resolution. No more iHeart push shots. They go in though. iHeart push shots aren't bad. It's just he doesn't get a chance to take a ton of them. Yeah, you know, I got one more easy to guard. Oh, what do you got? Trading Places. Yes. That's a, a classic. Movie. That is a Christmas movie. Oh, man. But I, push shots are not going to go anywhere because he works on no. them a lot. And the Knicks love push shots. And Fred Katz talked about all that in a not too distant article. Yeah. But. Someone in the, com- in the comments, Spider-Man No Way Home. <laughs> Technically, is- it ends at Christmas. I mean, it technically, it ends it. It's not, a, it's what, not what I would call a Christmas. I movie, wouldn't either. It, it ends at Christmas. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I probably wouldn't either, but it does mm-hmm. end at Christmas. That's true. Yes. 
Uh, Reliquum Gaming, the remnant. Shout out to, to Alex. Hello from the land of enchantment. No ne- negativity from me today. Um, it's a time to be grateful for all the things I have, like this Knicks team and the whole KFS crew. Merry Christmas and happy holidays. Merry Christmas and happy holidays to you as well, Alex. Appreciate that attitude today. I wonder how many others will will have that. I need um, the next one to be. Oh, all right. No. I hate. I, I was, need the next one to be like. I was hoping the next one to be like. I hate, I hate everything. The, yeah, Christmas right. is ruined. It's not. It's the JG, one of yeah. our one of our mods. Shout out to you, mm-hmm. um, JB Jr. RJ. So. Randall Brunson, RJ, need to score 20 plus to have a chance, especially when the bench is scoring is non-existent, unless IQ drops 20 plus, which is unrealistic. Bolster the team, bolster the team offensively, either starting lineup or bench, which I think they're going to have a chance to do. You know, they actually absolutely have the assets to, to bolster it in some way. Um, and in fact, Alex has another, another comment that Presents an option. Uh, Reliquum Gaming, the reg- the remnant. Scary Terry for our bench. What you think? Hard. A lot of money left over. It's uh, yeah. It, I just he's also. He, I mean, he's a two guard, right? Like it would be the deuce upgrade. But and also, would it? Because look at what you're losing on the defensive end. Like, I think deuce should remain yeah, fair. in the rotation. I like ideally, it's someone who can play the three. That for like that's the most I will go into before you admonish me for talking about ideal trade players and candidates. But we're we're we've been hinting at it the whole time. Like that is the type of role where if you keep everyone and you're just adding an upgrade, it's finding someone who can slot in and play the three. Um, we'll talk more about candidates for who that might be. Good stuff, Chris Carter. There was a time where RJ was like six for fourteen. Wonder if he's running out of gas after minutes load. Did play forty three minutes today. I'm a little. He was so good the other night. I can't go so far one way with praise for him the other night. I just I don't have it in me to then be like, well, you were six for twenty one. We're back to wondering if Cam is better than you. Um, I I do wonder about the workload on all these guys if. A nine-man rotation is sustainable. I also just thought they lost to a better team today. I wasn't fully like they they I, I didn't feel like they were outrun today. I thought they were out talented. That that's sure. my thought at least. Well, just comparing from last year, right? So RJ had a magnificent second half of the season dating back from I want to say that Thunder game, something around along mm-hmm. those lines. Near so he after he got hurt in Denver. He came back after the All-Star break. First game was that Miami game where he scored his career high of 46. From He played the next 22 games and then sat the very final game of the year because of another injury that seemed minor. Unfortunately, it was. In those 22 games, 24.5 points, 6.2 rebounds, 3.8 assists. Um, I'm sure if I looked at his, his true shooting percentage, it'd be really good. But here's the kicker. 37.7 minutes per game. So I don't think it's that he's running out of gas. I just think he's just had a rough game after a string of fantastic ones. He just wasn't able to put it together today. Randall's updated stats, by the way, I, they've, they've officially updated. Um, he's up to 34% from three after the last two games. Um, up to 23, over 23 points per game. Now it's, it's 23, nine and three. Um, his offensive rating is now above his defensive rating by almost two full points. Um, his effective field goal percentage is 53.9, which would be his next high. His true shooting percentage would be 58 point, Jesus, 58.9, which would be his next high. Um, his offensive rating is 116.5, which would be a career high. Um, Julius Randle has been outstanding this season offensively. And as he... Shows more effort defensively, which we have seen lately. He's asked to do a lot offensively, so you almost wonder um, how much you can ask for him defensively. But um, yeah, I'm I'm less in the trade him now. This is a fluke thing. It's more upgrade him if you have the chance to, um, which we will have more conversations about in the future. Uh, Sam Garcia's dad comments. Uh, we were due for a market correction. Uh, and we are in the middle of it. Not going to be negative today. Merry Christmas, KFS. You're the best. 
Um, Sam Garcia's mom comments later too. So the whole Garcia clan uh, is is here. Shout out to the Garcias. Merry Christmas to your entire family. Um, can next, I, I, ahead, can I add ahead. one thing about today's game? Yes. I thought another really important thing is that um, the, the Sixers did a phenomenal job. And I feel like we should mention this of protecting the ball this game. Mm. And the Knicks couldn't create the opportunities that they needed to. Sixers are really an average turnover team. They both, I mean, both teams just did a really nice job of keeping the ball. And the Knicks weren't great at complete transition, but they were really good off of steals. Uh, I think, let's see, cleaning the glass had it where I think they just did, they did a phenomenal job in transition with like the Sixers just did a better job. So they were the Sixers in the 91st percentile off of steals and the Knicks still did great 71st percentile, um, but it just wasn't enough. And if you're able to create more turnovers and you're pushing it more and you're able to do something. Um, and they were also just uh, off steals aside, transition wise, next we're in the 23rd percentile to the uh, Philadelphia 68th. So it seems like that, you know, a game of where it was really, I know it wasn't as close of 116 to 112. It was a little bit further away from that. We could tell mm-hmm. from the fourth quarter, but just, they did a nice job protecting the ball and Knicks needed to capitalize in other ways and they couldn't just yeah. came up as I was looking through various stats as, as you're talking Again, through three quarters of this game. They were, they were neck and neck. And if anything better than the Sixers, because they didn't get the benefit of a, of a superstar whistle. Yeah. 20, it was 27 uh, assists to three turnovers or four turnovers to three quarters. So like at a certain point, you, you just accept that they ran out of gas in the fourth quarter and you know, the the Sixers of James Harden and Joel Embiid, which is the frustrating part about losses like this. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Sean Hardy, shout out to you, Sean, with a W. Thank you for ruining betting and sweating today. Much appreciated. Uh, <laughs> please not. look at Berman's last tweet. Hilarious. We mentioned it. He Berman is suggesting Evan Fournier. Uh, this is the company you keep, Sean. Um, that, 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 these are your people. Mark Berman and you suggesting that Evan Fournier can't find should be able to find minutes in this rotation. I understand Sean's full argument. Go look up the pregame show from like a month ago when he suggested this. I am okay if Evan Fournier never plays another minute for the Knicks again. Well, Andrew, I think Mm -hmm. the Knicks are okay with that. Right. Like I think there's a collective effort across the board for that. Uh, Black Spock Wharf. That is my mom would love that. That username. This is a, this is a Trekkie. Mm -hmm comment um sims i still want but hardenstein no more i i don't disagree i would love to see what sims is as the backup i just it's the backup center is my my thoughts here like i I think both do great things well i am glad we're at the either or part of the season where it's like we need obi back we need obi Toppin to come back and be a productive piece as the backup for at least. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know if you have anything to add to that. I, well, you know, talked about Hartenstein earlier mm-hmm. where I, I could see the Knicks moving him, but it depends on what, what the deal is. I mean, like it, not the deal, like what's the deal? Like Jerry Seinfeld deal, but like the trade itself. Um, it, it's funny because like the Knicks could find similar production if they really wanted it in turning Hartenstein into draft equity of second round picks or something. And then this off season looking for a backup center using a portion of the mid-level exception. If they, if they wanted to, we can get into that later. It's more just what we've seen from the Knicks is that they have been comfortable or they've really only been comfortable either making a deal that they feel is we have to make this because it's such a good deal or no, oh, we're just going to, we're going to try to, you know, upgrade from here or stay around the same. I don't know if the Knicks would be comfortable moving Hartenstein for say expiring salary and a couple second round picks. I don't know if they need a player coming back that can bolster them in some way. Obviously if you're saying, Hey, well, what if they traded Hartenstein for someone who could be a backup wing? Yeah. Sign me up. That sounds great. I just think that the Knicks focus is first going to be on moving Cam Reddish because his contract situation is far more pressing. And I think they're going to focus more on moving Evan Fournier because they are comfortable having him just ride the pine all season, but they'd rather not have him doing that. They'd rather turn him into something productive until then to me, Hartenstein is like 
yeah, we need to talk about it, but he's much lower on the list of priorities for me. I agree. 100%. Busy. I cannot wait for Wednesday. Busy. That's when our latest member of the Monroe tier gets to join us for one of our, our town halls. I've enjoyed uh, catching up on the Discord and seeing Busy and his, his, his takes and his contributions. Merry Christmas. First of all, thank you for the contribution. This is very generous. Not a big stat guy. Welcome to Nick's Film School. Um, <laughs> just a guy with a DVR who rewinds game to break down plays. What have I said about our offense? It's bad, easy to figure out, and seems and teams have zoned us up, and that's the ball game. Coaching. Do you have anything for tips today? Not a ton. <sighs> you know, I, I, I in terms. What of- offense are you going to with these with this caliber of of players? He's setting up. Like I actually think they're like RJ mentioned it the other night. The film that they're watching the issues we've had with these guys and the tunnel vision they have when they penetrate is going away. They're finding guys on the wings. JJ said consistently throughout the game, the different uh, reads that they're, go, they're, they're doing and the, the sets that they're running to hit guys wide open on the wing, whether it be the wing or the corner is a clear concerted effort from the coach or from the, the game plan. So like, are, are are they going to turn into the the 2014 Spurs if you bring Johnny Bryant here? I actually think the the defense was more of a frustration with the game today, if anything. At least that's yeah. my thought, at least. No, I I agree with you. And um, I mean, busy. I understand you're not a stats guy. I am. Cleaning the glass has the Knicks as the 10th best offense um, right. in the NBA this season. And that filters out garbage time, which NBA stats does not, which would lead, if they didn't filter it out, which they don't, uh, it has the Knicks as the eighth best offense in the NBA, and that's not accounting for today's game. So uh, they're 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 getting it done. It's just I think a lot a big issue is they're not able to adapt, especially later in games when things don't go their way. I think some of that sure is probably coaching, but I don't think I feel like Tibbs when looking at the fourth quarter offense, he wasn't calling for it. Like I'm sure he wasn't pleased with the way that the Knicks were going about it. Mm-hmm. I don't think that was a coaching decision. Wasn't a huddle. Can't tell you. I just, it's when you get out of the flow of the offense and the way that the Knicks did, I don't see how tips likes that. So I think, I think there is a ceiling in terms of the offense come playoff time, especially, but we're not there yet. And we're just focusing on right now. And right now I think the offense is looking pretty good. Um, especially in the last two weeks. I mean, they, they, the fifth, let's see what, not fifth, they the second best offense the last two weeks. And obviously yeah. an eight game winning streak helps that. But a huge reason for why they did that was because they did have the second best offense and their defense the last two weeks, 14th overall. So they've been winning with their offense. Just today they shied away from it in the end. Yeah. The, I got nothing for the first three quarters. Their offense was outstanding. You have 96 points for three quarters. You can't complain. Um, first couple minutes of the fourth quarter, you have the offense looks like looks awful during the first couple minutes when and then Tibbs calls that timeout after the kneeing three to make it. I believe it was one hundred one to ninety eight. Yeah, it was one hundred one ninety eight. Tibbs calls timeout, puts all the starters back in except quickly stayed in. Um, then there was a couple possessions back and forth where the Sixers were getting wide open threes, but they were missing. And the Knicks were running their offense. They were getting looks and missing. RJ missed a couple bunnies in the fourth quarter. Um, and then the Sixers made everything, like the rest of the quarter. The Knicks had five points in the in the fourth quarter with like five minutes left. Like that's not coaching. That's execution. I, I understand there's going to be a Tibbs got to go crowd. Regardless, this isn't a loss I put on Tibbs. They lost to a better team today. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited to see how... Wednesday night goes busy. Thank you for the contribution and Merry Christmas to you and yours as well. Um, Mongo man back again. I love that we compete. That's all I ask. My point is we haven't beat a healthy, good team. That's fine. I'm glad we compete. Can't ignore that fact though. The Cavs would be the only healthy, good team that I believe he's referring to. And like, if you don't think the bulls are good, then fine. They beat them back to back games on the road, which is not something a lot of teams do. Yeah, and listen, I don't disagree. It's just also... Also, Indiana was the four seed when the Knicks played them, and they went into Indiana and won. Yeah, it's more like... 
I agree. It's also tough to get everyone to be healthy in season because that's just what teams have to deal with with yeah. their adversity. But it's they're they're doing a good job of beating teams generally, not the last few games that they should be beating. Although this game, you know, you would hope that they win. It's uh, gosh, I remember remember the Sixers game at MSG on Christmas a few years ago, four or five years ago, where mm-hmm. they just obliterated the Knicks. We're not at that point anymore. The gap is you know, narrowed significantly. I think that's great, but yeah, it it just goes to show that this team is in a tier and it's a, it's a good tier to be in. They need to get to the next tier. Hopefully that happens next season. I just don't see it happening this season. So I don't disagree with you. It's just more that teams don't always have the luxury of being healthy and the Knicks just have to take advantage of that. I also like Jeremy's right. Like we agree with like the healthy, good team. There's like five of those good teams better than the Knicks in the conference. Like, I don't think the Knicks were going to beat a healthy Sixers team if the Knicks were like, at, like they're not supposed to. This is these are the, the five teams ahead of them are in a different tier. And like you were you're saying, Jeremy, this is where the talent cap is where it is. You know, um, I don't know. Like, they're going to compete against the teams that are around where they are: the Raptors, the Bulls, the Pacers. Which, you know, it's good that they're competing against them and not, you know, having games like this against those teams. So that's um, why what Shaq and Chuck said this week was so just ridiculous to me. It's like, oh, yeah, well, they're not like the Knicks aren't going to win a win a series in the playoffs here. Like, I just want them to make the playoffs yeah. without being in a play in. And now we're talking like, why are the goalposts moving for a team that? people thought was sniffing 500 and now they're playing above expectations at this very moment. I, I don't mean this towards, towards Mango Man or anyone commenting mm-hmm. specifically. It's just like, why is it that, that suddenly it's, oh yeah, well they can't beat this. Like if you told me at the beginning of the season, the Knicks would be, they'd have an eight game winning streak early on in the year that would put them in the sixth seed, which is above the plan. I'd say, that's great. They're at least five teams ahead of them, probably more that deserve to be at a six seed or higher. And it's great that the Knicks are in that position. And now it's up to them to solidify that and to remain strong enough to stay afloat and ahead of the play-in spot. And that's why I think they will try to make an upgrade. That's why hopefully the teams behind them will start losing games and the Knicks can just stay in that spot. And to me, that's a successful season. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, Knicks fans? Quick break to tell you about WinBet, the official sportsbook of Knicks Film School. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. Ready to win money and boost your odds? We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with Win Rewards. Get in on all your teams, players, and sports from the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, MMA, golf, the W, and more. Great promos, odds, and paths are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today and receive a special offer. Bet $100, win $100. Download the WinBet app now or go to winbet.com to start winning. That's bet 100, win 100 at www.wynnbet.com. Download, bet, win. It's that simple. 
Next up, Kevin Danishevsky. Wonder if you're gonna get something from you today. Merry Christmas, Kevin. I also hope this Happy Hanukkah great. too. And happy Hanukkah. I, I very much hope the um, Korea thing clears up quickly. It's almost more frustrating when process is good, but the results aren't there. Praying for a Sixers early exit and Harden leave so we can get Embiid. What do you make of the, the Harden Woj bomb? For those that missed it, Woj, Adrian Wojnarowski um, said before the game that uh, he he put the word breaking on it too, that uh, James Harden is open to going back to Houston in free agency this offseason. One word, Andrew. Leverage. Aha! No, listen, I, I do think... There you go. Sure. I, I, I can't rule anything out James Harden because I think James Harden looked at what he had, said, I don't want to be here anymore, went to another situation, didn't like that situation, wanted to go to a better situation, Realize I really don't want to be here either and leaving. Cause let's face it. You said breaking. It's not breaking news. No. Woj probably had this in his pockets and decided to hold on to it before a marquee Christmas game where he'd be going on ESPN to talk about it. And that's when the story would hit. You look at Houston. They are a team that has ample cap space. They are also really fascinating to me because next year their pick is only one through four protected. And so they either need to be the worst team in the NBA and hope that I think it's like 47% chance that they don't get that fifth seed, which then, or the fifth pick, which then goes to OKC, or they just try to win as many games as they can. And I think they'd be open to having James Harden there because you can sell a lot of tickets. You're going to probably lose your pick anyway. So you might as well try to make a playoff push. I don't think they're going to be a particularly good team, but I think that there's enough there where it's like they can be in the conversation, so to speak. I, I you know, if, it, but I'd be lying if I said when I saw that the idea of Harden going to Houston, it's like, well, what happens to Embiid, right? Because is Embiid comfortable saying, let's just, we'll figure this year out and then we'll go to 2024 with max cap space, hmm. maybe try to sign my fellow countrymen uh, in Pascal Siakam. Hmm. Maybe, but also if you're Embiid and you're turning, what, I want to say, I think he's 29 years old. It's like, are you comfortable wasting more years of your prime as you wait for the Sixers to hopefully sign someone to replace Harden? And if you're not, then you're probably going to want to trade. And if you're going to ask for a trade, then you're going to look around the league and say, where do you want? And that's where it's very curious. A Knicks fan, where we're all coming into play. That's a future conversation. In the meantime, long story short, Andrew, I think it's leverage. I did too. When's his free agency year? This year. No, no, no. Embiid. Oh, I'm not for years. He just signed an extension. Yeah, I thought so. He's 28 He's, years old, by the way. After this year, he has four years left, I want to say. And three, and the fourth year is a player option. Yeah. I think that's the case. Yeah. Geez, the money. It's a lot of money. But the cap's paid. going up and it might spike. Yeah. He's going to get paid $54 million in 25, 26. That is wait, hold on. No, I just I got distracted. It's another again. Carlos Correa. No, noted. I, I got people who <laughs> join in on our post game live streams know who this person is. The man who types in all caps, David yeah. Smith, just said it's his birthday today. You and Jesus, David. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, David. Yes. Uh, thank you for the contribution, Kevin. I also am curious to see what that does to the Sixers and let alone to the Knicks potentially. Um, Sam Garcia's mom. It's a family affair officially. Uh, Sam's home. So I believe he's at Ohio State. So he's home for the holidays. Uh, so even the Knicks losses can't ruin the holiday. Aw, that's a that's a mom comment right there. Like their son is home for the holidays. Um, Merry Christmas from the Sam Gar- from the Sam Garcia family. From the Garcia family. Hashtag play Rose. Oh my good. What is going on today? Mama Garcia with the, the Rose propaganda at the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas to the entire Garcia family. I hope you guys enjoy the, the family, the, the home for the holidays. Uh, I hope you enjoy his break together. How's that? Um, Luffy contribution. Merry Christmas and Happy Hanukkah. Jeremy and Andrew, or Andrew and Jeremy. Um, Merry Christmas and Happy Hanukkah to you as well, Luffy. There you go. (laughs) By the way, Cactus Shack with a contribution. (laughs) The Mummy, 1999. Underrated Christmas movie. Uh, 
the stars of that franchise, Brendan Fraser and I guess technically Billy Zane, but mm-hmm. The Rock have been in the news lately. Billy's uh Brendan Fraser with the movie The Whale, which uh, he is getting a lot of critical acclaim potentially for an Oscar and The Rock because Black Adam happened yep. and uh, kind of ended the DC universe as we know it. So yeah. um, that that's my contribution to whether the, the Mummy is an underrated Christmas movie or not. Could be. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, Iron Man three would be my underrated Christmas movie. Uh, if we're going, no, oh, if we're going that direction, it's not a good movie. <laughs> I would just say underrated Christmas movie. I didn't say good movie. <laughs> if we're so putting like, it in that category, it then mentions why not? a holiday to be like, oh yes, yeah. exactly. All right, why not? <laughs> Lower tier Marvel, mid tier Christmas. Why not? So for uh, Moon Knight, are we calling that an underrated Hanukkah show? You know what, week? like. I'm yes. trying to remember what, what well, holiday they had. What's the what's the one they uh Hawkeye is a Christmas show. That yes, I yeah. would agree with that. But that is like that's not like, oh, it could be. That like that is a definitive literally is like I'll be home by Christmas is the, the yes. mission of that move. That show. I also I hated the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. I haven't seen it, to be honest. I you'll watch it. Probably. Yeah. I'm so behind I, on on just, all of the the things. So yes. Yeah. Fair. Okay. Well, anybody with an underrated Christmas movie, hit us up in the chat or in the comments. Yes, please. Um, second to last comment, Jessica Clarice Elsner. Thank you for the contribution. Thank you both for stepping up while John is eating baby bunnies raw in the woods. Oof. Shout out to those that listened to Patreon and heard the two-parter with Fred Katz the other day. And no, uh, do you know what the next two words are? I do. Would Can you, like you read them? them for you? Please. Yeah. Chag, Chag Sameach. And Merry Christmas to KFS crew and regulars in the chat. Thank you, Jessica. Back at you. I appreciate that. Uh, and then last but not least, uh, from Mangu Man, thanks for your times. Happy for your time. Happy holidays to all KFS and Nick's fam. Uh, Mangu Man, thank you for your contribution. Genuinely appreciate it. Um I also he mentioned like I just I'm glad that they compete. I'm glad these games are close. Yep. Like I'm glad we were getting a competitive effort. They're frustrating at the end, and I'd love for them to have like a 17 game winning streak right now because they closed all of these games. They're competing, which is something we didn't see during the the Fizdale era. And this is the upgrade that you get when you go to, you know, this this version of the Knicks that we have now. Uh, Jeremy, before we get out of here, you want to do some some segments real quick. I would love to do some segments, Andrew. So we're going to start with the cashback player of the week presented by Chase Freedom Unlimited. Um, the candidates will go with Julius Randle, RJ Barrett. Um, let's go Mitchell Robinson and let's go Emmanuel quickly. I think those are the four, four reasonable candidates for this. Who would you go with? Since you uh, won in predictions this week. Exactly. Since I won in predictions this week. Since I did not take 4-0. and oh. No, Robert. You, he did not take 4-0 and, oh and was smart to do so. Yeah. Shot an air ball on that one. I did. Um, I would say that the answer for me has to be RJ Barrett. Okay. You know, I think this game, obviously, it was like... It had a slight impact. I was like, maybe. Do I take him? No, I, I still stick with him. Mr... Do we have to attach protected first round picks to move this contract? Mm-hmm. He had a great week. You know, I mean, it would have been nice if this one would have just put the icing on the cake and made it unanimous in my mind. It wasn't unanimous, but it was close enough where we're seeing shades of a player who, who you know, I don't want to say deserves to be in the All-Star conversation because this season he does not. But when he's performing the way he does, if you're able to take that and also, I mean, you uh, I, did you tweet about this? Like, where's like the games where without the the stretch where he was really sick earlier in the season or something? I mean, oh I, yeah, if you take the, if you take out half the the first half of the season where he oh was, first half okay was I asked. saw it. like it's literally a, now a half a half a season and half a season where he's actually been really good. Yes, you know? and I believe and it might have been uh, Tag IQ for three who talked about if you take away just those five atrocious oh, the games fi- where he that, shot like someone did comment three. In, yes. in the thread I put up that. Like if you just take those five out, he's actually been like better than Randall, you know? Exactly. So there are a lot of high hopes for him. And I know there are a lot of questions about when the Knicks gave him a deal to just 
forget the money, just to extend him period after the Donovan Mitchell fallout. Uh, like this is why, this is why you do it. The contributions he's giving you, especially when you really don't have any other wings to play, whether because the Knicks simply don't have them on the roster or choose not to is a different story. He's playing like that guy and he's my pick. I'm going Randall. Um, been a theme for me this year. I noticed that the offensive numbers were outstanding maybe maybe 15, 20 games into the season. And it was like, I'd really like him to start playing defense. So that way we can acknowledge how good he's been offensively. And as his defensive numbers have gone up, the attention to his offensive numbers have gone up. I read them earlier. This is a guy you can, you can live with. Um, I'm not saying like the contracts justified and like, you know, he's untradeable. I'm saying he's no longer a suppressed asset. And it's a testament to him. It's a testament to the team for not panicking this offseason the way we did. Well, we not including Jeremy did. Um, it's a testament to uh, the coaching staff who has clearly made an effort to point him in directions of where he should be on the floor and the types of shots he should take. And, you know, it's part of the reason the Knicks are 18 and 15 and uh, or 18 and 16 and not, you know, somewhere hovering around. Um, like five games under 500 uh, is because of him. And that has to be acknowledged. People wondered if he was a winning player. Well, they're, they've won a significant, they've won more games than they've played this year and he hasn't missed one yet. So um, it's tough to argue. He's not a winning player. He may not help you win a ton, but that's, you know, there are better players than him. Um, but I've, I've been really impressed with Randall this season and I'm curious to see where the all-star conversation goes. Now it's interesting. Detention. So I think we can go Quentin Grimes as a candidate for the free throws, the defense in the Friday night game. Um, He's a candidate. Uh, Mm -hmm. Jalen Brunson, unfortunately, is a candidate. Um, You want to throw a bench player in there? You want to throw a a Hartenstein in there? Um, You want to throw Tibbs in there? Just because he has to always be on the, the, the candidate list. Um, I don't have much for, for candidates as far as the detention is concerned. I even, it's it. funny because they went one and three this week. Listen, as, as the person speaking on John's behalf, you got to, you have you to, got, you got to, you got to go first. Oh, I have to go first, yes, which is do. funny because I would lean. So we got the, the, I'm not going to regret the contract ever. I still like, he has been such a positive addition. The counter of how many wins would the Knicks have if it wasn't for Jalen Brunson is still astronomical to, to like what they would be without him to, for this season. Um, I noticed this morning looking at some numbers that like the, the overall efficiency has really taken a hit lately. And it's like a 10 to 11 game stretch now. And I don't know if that's just the uptick in minutes that he's now had to account for the uptick in usage that he's now had to account for. But Jalen Brunson would get my detention this week. The two bad games he had against Toronto and then against Chicago have a lot to do with why they lost those games. The two missed free throws. I'm not like crucifying him for it, but it has a lot to do with why they lost the game. Um, his effective field goal percentage is down to like 50. Like it, it was around 55 for a lot this year. But he's now like averaging less points per game than RJ Barrett. Um, the the ten games. In fact, let me go fully get the stat up. The ten games leading up to today. Now he had a good game today and apparently got hurt late. But the ten games leading up to today. Um, so let's go from the Milwaukee game until now. So it's actually twelve games. Seventeen points a game, six assists a game, shooting thirty nine point six percent from the field. Now he's shooting forty two percent from three. If they would take it. But it's only on on four attempts, so it's not like this is a volume three point shooter. Um, for a guy taking sixteen shots a game to be average, like this is Alec Burks' numbers. We did not get him to be Alec Burks. Um, it's where for just one week you put Jalen Brunson in detention. I know John would never do this. For one week, he had a bad week, and hopefully, going forward, I'm not like out on Jalen Brunson and. He's able to play more like the guy we saw today. It was much more efficient, much more crafty with it, with his shots. Um, but you know, it, 
call comes for all of us eventually detention does so it's funny a testament to our show i saw people commenting uh on twitter today like no i gotta go with my boys at kfs brunson's in detention and it was like warming to be like oh oh they're using a bit from our show for for their twitter conversation i dig that great go ahead well how many times have i put given brunson the game ball how many times have i professed my love if you hadn't put him in detention i would have just not a good week from him that's okay go for next one he's had some good games sprinkled in since when you're talking about i do wonder if injuries are catching up with him it seems like every couple every few games we're hearing about oh he's being tended to for you know an ankle or a hip or a foot or something Uh, he's he's going through it and he's a warrior for playing through it as a knicks fan certainly appreciate that especially as there aren't that many players who are available um, to the Knicks right now. So it's, it's nice that he is pushing forward for his sake. Hopefully he's healthy enough for me. It's going to be Isaiah Hartenstein. Just ah, Hartenstein. Just okay. Brutal, brutal week for him. The Warriors game had some highlights and then it just kind of went downhill from there. And again, I think it's, it goes back to the, the whole point of he's just, I feel like he's miscast. And, uh, but, but more than that, you know, I mean, we could talk about defensive rebounding, sure, but he's, it's unfortunate that he's, that he and Sims have to share the floor so much as we've talked about because of the zone, because of the lack of spacing, because he's, he's just taking shots that shouldn't be there. And I think he gets, he gets bullied defensively a lot of the times and, um, it's just tough. It's frustrating. And he does, he does provide value. It's just, he's not able to provide it where he's at both role and team wise. So um, very curious to see how it shakes out. We'll reassess, but yeah, outside of Brunson, I think have to go with, um, have to go with Hardenstein. Fair, very fair. The, for the, as far as the candidates go this week, um, I have not heard from John, but it's time to do our predictions. Um, this is presented by the fine folks over at WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit www.winbet.com to start winning. You sign up today and receive a special offer. You bet $100, you win $100. That's bet 100, win 100 at winnbet.com. Download Bet Win. The Knicks have three games between now and when we record next. Uh, those three games are Tuesday against Dallas at Dallas, I should say. Uh, it's an NBA TV game. I believe it's also an ESPN game. Um, it's also our playback game. So anybody that wants to join us on playback, uh, seven bucks a month gets you uh, access to all of our playback watch parties over on the KFS Patreon. Um, it also gets you the extra KFS pod uh, every week, as well as access to the KFS Discord um, so if you want to become a patron and join us on for our watch parties, that's how you do it. And we'll be there Tuesday night for the Knicks against the Mavericks. Um, they also play the San Antonio Spurs on Thursday and then the Rockets on Friday. Oh, excuse me, on Saturday. <clears throat> so, Jeremy, you won. Um, I know there was talk of getting John in here for that to 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 have this conversation he obviously is the reason he's not here is because a he was sick all week and b he was um with his family and his children on christmas Gross. how dare he um so where are you leaning with the with you get to you are now 7 and 2 on the season mm-hmm. for in, in predictions in our in our competition where are you leaning for predictions this week yeah touchdown to a safety uh so this <laughs> week where i am going i think Fortune favors the bold this week, and I am actually going to go with, I might regret it, but that's okay. I've got enough distance between us to go 3-0. Oh, wow, Jeremy. Now, I say this as the Lakers are coughing it up. They were Mm -hmm. up by a nice amount at halftime. It's now 58-55 as we are recording this. So, uh, yeah, but I just, as we were talking about the Knicks, it's Julius Randle playing well in Dallas. Jalen Brunson return first time since he left uh, the Spurs and the Rockets they, like they could put up a good fight and I wouldn't put it past them. So I don't think they'll coast to it, but if we're talking about the Knicks playing better on the road, I recognize that this could be broken up not only with a loss, but with the very first game of these three games, but I am comfortable with a touchdown to a field goal lead. Should that happen? <laughs> so three well, this eight. makes it a lot easier then because I'll go two and one for John. Um, and I'm with you. 
I'm very confident if they win Tuesday, it's a three and a week. God, well, you just jinxed it. No, I'm not. You audio curse, the audio is curse is just. You fucked me. You just they don't lose over. to those types of teams. You, you were just talking about those types of teams. No, before the when you bottom, were like, the bottom. They're like, they're going to be 50 and, and 20 after That's 70 different. games That's because different. look at all the bad teams are playing. 50 and 20 is what I said. <laughs> well, congrats, John, on your win this week. Uh, all I said was if. I, the keyword is was if. Yeah, great. Well, thanks a lot. They are able to win on Tuesday against Dallas, which is not a guarantee. It's also what you picked. It's over. It's done. All right. You can't, never you mind. can't save me. In fact, I it's already over. That just Great. you already you already lost it. You know, why don't we just give John the ability to pick the following there. week's games? John, we should pull up next week's schedule. Yeah, just do it. Not, ahead, the upcoming week is now screwed. It's, it's I apologize, good. everybody. Hashtag yeah. Claudio Curse. Um this has been the KFS post game show along with the technical weekly uh, KFS uh, podcast. Um, Merry Christmas and happy holidays to everybody um, that watched, that listened. Um, I thank you to Jeremy. Do you have anything to plug before we get out of here? Do I have anything to plug? Um, I don't believe I do. No, just uh, happy holidays to all, as we've said. This is just an incredible, you know, with Thanksgiving and, and these holidays too, I always just feel very appreciative and um, it's really just a pleasure to be able to, to talk with Andrew and, hmm. and interact with you all and whatnot. And I'm looking forward to, well, well, yeah, it'll be the new year the next time we chat. So yes, to everyone else, um, happy new year. Have a great time and excited for 2023. It'll be a good year. I'm sure that there'll be more reflective stuff that we we say on other pods throughout the week, but this is that time of year where I start to get reflective of the last 365 days. Um, 2022 is a pretty great year for me personally. Um, I also had a lot of like friends go through some stuff, so I'm able to be appreciative of the the good personal year. And obviously, in 2023, there is a pretty big event happening next summer in my personal life that I'm looking forward to and, and excited for. And of course, it is when the Knicks are in the NBA fight. No, I'm playing. Um, I was going to add that on. So add that on, I was going to say a championship. But, <laughs> a championship, yes. But, yeah. um, I Listen, just to earn some points here, I believe I am going to be winning a championship this, this summer when... Um, you know, I walk down the aisle. But having said that, uh, thank you everybody for tuning in, um, both watching live and then listening later. Um, happy holidays from the KFS team, and we will see you all next time. <laughs>